the 98th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How you doing, Roger? Hi, for the 98th time, right? Absolutely. We're getting, we're getting close to the century mark here. We're getting close, right? So, Roger, we don't usually talk about the Supreme Court, and full disclosure, neither one of us are lawyers, but I did think it was worth talking about a recent decision, West Virginia versus EPA. Can you tell us a little bit about this case? And, and specifically, I, I think we want to understand how this potentially impacts other government agencies like our friends at the FCC. Yeah, the EPA instituted uh, across-the-board emission rules under the Clean Air, Air Act. And West Virginia didn't like that and basically sued under something called the Major Questions Doctrine that basically says, yes, the EPA can regulate around the the Clear Air Act, but it cannot deviate too far away. The moment it is a major question and a major change, it, it needs Congress to act. And the EPA or, or any other agency just can't take, you know, old legal frameworks and run away with, with new laws, essentially, because the agencies have de facto lawmaking powers. And what the, the Supreme Court here said, like, you can make small laws, but not major laws. And that has really, really, really interesting implications for the FCC, right? Right. So a couple questions. Like, you know, first, I mean, who who adjudicates a major versus a minor law, right? And, uh-huh. and to the extent that the agencies are there to be experts, are the is the judicial branch now the expert? Is, is Congress now the expert? Like, how does this balance of kind of expertise and lawmaking and rulemaking power kind of kind of balance out so prior to this case what we had is something called chevron deference and there was a lawsuit between the u.s and chevron and the supreme court came out and basically said expert agencies are are supposedly experts in this field and us us judges are generalists So we will defer to the experts when it comes to to regulation. And we will not second guess unless there's like significant undoings or misdoings what the agency has done. And so West Virginia versus EPA is a major change of that. Because previously, you know, for us FCC folks, Net neutrality was a really good example, and the, the the courts have largely followed and deferred, like the, and used deference, you know, Chevron deference, with what the FCC has done. And now they have said, okay, major questions need to be answered by Congress, not by the FCC. This is important because what is it like the fourth or the fifth time the FCC has reversed itself, the expert agency on a major decision like net neutrality. And when the Wheeler FCC 
instituted this under President Obama, they said this is a major change, a major difference. And so by their own words, under the new Supreme Court ruling, they disqualified themselves from from answering that major question, right? And the Ajit Pai FCC basically said, okay, we don't do this anymore. And one of the campaign promises by President Biden was that he would bring FCC, or he would ask the FCC to bring net neutrality back. And because it's a two-to-two deadlock, nothing has happened for, what, now two years, which is like mind-blowing. But this, this Supreme Court decision basically makes it dead in the water because it basically said major decisions and the last FCC that instituted said it is a major decision. How can they do that now, right? So, you know, it, it's going back to, to Congress. And so it will be very interesting to see if the Republican Party offer of instituting net neutrality by simply enshrining the principles in law still stands, because the rub was always on which basis are you doing it. The Democrats wanted to, to use Title II, which is phone legislation, and when you look at the Wheeler net neutrality rules, they were really force-fitting, like phone numbers in the in the 34 Act are really IP addresses and a one-to-one connection. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's 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 one to many, and or many to many, and so it, that was the rub, right? And Republicans were 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 willing to codify the net neutrality rules without net, Title II, and the the Democrats wanted to have Title II, which severely hampers you know the telcos and would help dramatically the Silicon Valley companies. So we'll see if that compromise is still on, on, on the docket now. And that con- because Congress has to make a decision now. Under, right. Under well, the- I mean, that, that's, that's the thing, right? So if you kick this back, the way, if you kind of get the rulemaking ability of the, of the agencies, at least in terms of major questions, which this does, then you, it kicks it back to Congress. And then it's really, you know, a competition and, you know, then the, the lawmaking doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? There are lobbyists from all kinds of different parts. Industries, so you, you mentioned tech versus telecom, et cetera. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that how that process, that legislative process happens, if it happens at all, right? I mean, I, I suppose Congress has to do, kind of has to, have to do something, right? Yeah, and Congress has to do something. And... You know, the Republicans were willing to do it via law that just looks at at the principles. And Democrats said, no, we want to have net Title II. It looks like the Title II avenue no longer exists, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's time for Congress to take this up again and settle it and, you know, might not be a bad thing. and. I think laws are always better than, than, than you know, agency decisions, especially for, for, for big things like that. And hopefully this settles then the issue and everybody, nobody will be ever, not everybody will never be happy, right? So 
Well, so, I mean, we talked about net neutrality, right? But, I mean, obviously, net neutrality is not the only thing the FCC does. Are there other kind of parts of their kind of area of responsibility, things like spectrum, that are going to be impacted by, you know, this change in kind of the scope of their rulemaking ability? Well, they, they have been already curtailed when it comes to spectrum. Like, one thing that was really, really painful was when Next Wave declared bankruptcy way back when, and the Supreme Court decided when Next Wave is, or the FCC is just another creditor. But I'm grateful you brought up Spectrum. One of the things we need is new Spectrum authority for the FCC, because the Spectrum authority is expiring. And we absolutely need need that so the FCC can move forward with identifying and auctioning off spectrum. The first test case will be the 2.5 gigahertz auction that's coming up very soon. And, you know, basically they have a little bit more than a month to, to finish this up. Or if they don't finish it up, if they run out of time, then the FCC has no authority to to actually grant the licenses. So, yeah, we need spectrum authority from Congress. So there are many things Congress has to do. One is deal or not deal with, with net neutrality, but the FCC can't do this anymore, and grant the FCC also spectrum authority. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops. We'll keep an eye yeah. on it. All right. Thanks, Roger. All right. Thank you.